And then I looked around me and I'm like, gosh, the women above me, if I ever make it past assistant editor and get to, you know, the next level, she's miserable and the highest lady's miserable. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Welcome to the La Jolla Local Podcast. I am Morgan King, your host, and I'm passionate about creating connection. Here on this podcast, we will dive into the stories and the lessons learned from local La Jolla business owners and citizens, as I believe that we all have our own story to tell. And what good are our experiences if we don't share them with others? My goal is to inspire you and share the lessons that others have learned while connecting us closer together as a community. Hey guys, it's Morgan King, your host here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in to the podcast today. I know we all have things going on. It's the first of the year. We're driving into 2020 fast. And I know there's a lot of podcasts out there you could be listening to. So thank you for taking the time to check in and hear what we have to say, whether it's one of the interviews that we do or the anecdotes, solo episodes that I have. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Today, we have a special episode. We met with the owner of the La Jolla Dentist in the village off Prospect Street, Dr. Tracy Taddy. She is so warm and wonderful and just a great human being through and through. Um, A little bit more about Dr. Tracy. So she followed in the footsteps of her grandfather and father, so third generation dentist, um, attained her BA from New York University. She is a member of several local and national dental societies, including the American Dental Association, the California Dental Association, and is an alumni board member of the University of Pacific Dental School. She was recently voted Best Dentist for 2019, congratulations, Dr. Tracy, in the La Jolla Light Readers Poll. And for many past years, she has consistently been voted among the best dentists in La Jolla in both the La Jolla Light and the La Jolla Village News newspaper reader polls. She also volunteers her time at schools, educating children on dental health and participates in community health projects, projects, providing care for children in need. And for fun when she has the time, Dr. Tracy runs competitively and enjoys participating in half marathons and marathons, including most recently the 2019 Boston Marathon, which is total boss. I think that's amazing. I'm a runner myself, but... I tend to keep it under five miles. So kudos to you, girl. That's really, really awesome. Um, In the episode, we kind of talk through this whole idea that we assume that sometimes we are taking a trajectory, we're going down a path, and we realize it might not be the best for us. It doesn't feel right. We're unhappy. It wasn't what we thought it would be. And sometimes it takes, a no, not sometimes, all the time, it takes a lot of courage to not only admit that, but then do something about it. Whether it's your career or not, in this case, it is her career. She went out on a trajectory, worked at Elle Magazine, had this super sexy job, and just found herself super unhappy and decided to do something about it. And her message really showcases what it takes and the belief that you have in yourself to truly find your passion so that you are really living from a heart-centered space and living true to yourself and what's going to work best for you. And whether it's a relationship, um, something that you're experiencing in your life right now that's not serving you, know that it's okay to change your mind. We don't always know how we're going to feel about something until we get there. And once you get there, it's okay to change. We're always changing. We're never the same person, whether it's the information that we've gathered from an experience 
or the knowledge that we've obtained from reading a book or listening to a podcast or just living life. I mean, we change all the time. So it's okay to want different things. I'm on my third career right now. And I, who knows, maybe in five years that will change again. And the only thing that's constant is change. I know that's very a generic statement, but I think it's super, super true. And just knowing that changing isn't bad. Change can be good. We can look at the uncertainty as an opportunity and something that can evolve us into our higher self versus a scary thing. Oh gosh, what if I leave my job and I start my own business and it doesn't work out? Hey, at least you know. And wouldn't you rather fail doing something that um, was a risk for you versus like staying where you are and then getting fired from a job that you don't even like? So in today's episode, we talk about Tracy, Dr. Tracy, uh, her journey and how she became the successful dentist in La Jolla and maybe some setbacks that she experienced as well. Um, We talk about what we know for sure. And I really think it's a valuable episode, no matter where you are on your path or your journey, just a little reminder to have some patience, know that you will always be exactly where you should be and that it's never too late. Enjoy. Okay. Awesome. Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. So kind of the theme I feel like with all the podcasts is Eric (laughs) introduces me to somebody who's great that he knows. So how do you, how do you know Eric? So Eric and his wife, Sheila have been our patients for, I'd say maybe 15 or 20 years. That's right. Yeah. He actually told me how cool it is that you guys would open up super early. Oh yeah. Cause to like accommodate patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 7am. Oh my gosh. That's insane. (laughs) But I guess, I mean like for the working force, that's probably really helpful to like get it out of the way. Yeah. My dad always believed in starting at seven. Do you still? (laughs) Uh, He starts at seven. I start at eight because I'll usually go running in the morning, but then I work later in the I'm totally the same way. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, when I do morning meetings, I don't do anything before 10 a.m. Because otherwise I can't like run. Yeah, I just have to do that for myself in the morning and just kind of get pumped up and in the right mindset to really give my all to my patients. So I get that done. I get, you know, all my endorphins going and then I'm ready to work. (laughs) Did you, have you always been a runner? I have been a runner since I uh, lived in New York and went to NYU because I was a student and um, I got into exercise, but I couldn't really afford to go to a gym. So I thought, I'll just run. I mean, so funny. there's so much to Same. see. <laughs> and I was like, I, I think I started doing it originally too, because I was intimidated of going to like classes. Yeah. And now I go to yoga like once a week and it's my favorite part. Yeah. I, I feel like the energy in the room is really great. You know? Oh yeah. I love classes too. I go to um, La Jolla Sports Club. Okay, sweet. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. We were talking about how you know Kira. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, so... You and I chat on the phone. We kind of, I have the theme set up for this, but I think we should just start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to tell us about you, like how your childhood, what brought you out to La Jolla, and we can kind of go from there. Okay. Well, um, my family is from the Bronx and we're from a small Italian neighborhood. My dad um, is a dentist, you guys know, and Mm -hmm. he worked with his dad in the neighborhood. and um, Who is also a dentist. Yeah. So my grandfather's a dentist and he was a dentist and he's a dentist. And, um, decided they wanted to just do something different and move somewhere warm and just get away from, you know, the norm that they'd grown up with. So they took a chance and moved us to La Jolla in 1975. Do you know Uh, why it was La Jolla? The choices were Florida... Um, California or Arizona. Okay. And they um, chose the best They just one for chose, sure. it was beautiful. <laughs> and my dad wanted to not have a commute okay. and just live where he worked and see the palm trees and even yeah. see a palm tree from his office, which he was able to by, they rented a small office on Ivanhoe okay. and he had a tiny window 
in his office and he could see like one palm tree, but that made him so happy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so did yeah. your grandfather move out with you guys as well then? No, he okay. stayed in the Bronx. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No one believed we were going to make it out here. They thought yeah. there is no way they are coming back. They are crazy. <laughs> and how do you have a pretty big family? Yeah, pretty big. Okay. Uh-huh. So They're majority all the that stayed. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they stayed there. Your dad's like the, the weird family member yeah. or whatever, <laughs> like how Jamie and I are yeah. like moving out to the West Coast. Right. Okay. Just for a better lifestyle. Yeah. That's awesome. So life could have been a lot different if I grew up in the Bronx, but luckily sure. we're here and um, he was determined to stay. He had a very thick Bronx accent. They knew no one. Um, he had to pass the boards, find an office, find a house wow. and just build a practice. So from day one, he just hustled and he did it. So he's always been my inspiration as far as working hard. Oh, I mean, awesome. he was even like Santa Claus for the Christmas parade here and mm. <laughs> came to the schools and did talks and, you know, whatever he could do to grow his practice so we could thrive. And so when he came out here prior to that, he was working with your grandfather. He didn't have his own practice. Well, he technically kind of probably did. Yeah, he did within that practice. And then he taught um, at a hospital in New York and did residency. So he had a lot of experience coming out here. And connections because he was born and raised there, I'm assuming Mm -hmm. in the Bronx. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just relate that to like, I was a hairstylist in my past life Mm -hmm. and then real estate, like you can't really move or you're starting over from oh, scratch. For sure. So not yeah. only that, but he didn't join a practice. He started his own. That's right. And really it's hard. Amazing. This is a small town, right? You know, yep. oceans on one side and there's only so many people and there's totally. a lot of dentists and there's <laughs> so. like relationships run deep. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Like, so people have known each other for 30 years right. or whatever. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So when he started, was it just him at the practice? Or? Yes. Okay. It was him until I came along. Okay. Um, he just uh, he just worked hard and um, he had you know a hygienist, dental assistant, but it was just him. He never had a partner. Okay, and then so this is 1975. Originally, yes. is when uh-huh. he moved out. Okay, mm-hmm. two brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest of three girls. Okay, okay, sweet. We're a girl family too. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so they, um, you guys, all moved out here. Then you, I'm assuming graduated from high school. Then what? What trajectory did you take? So then um, I graduated from high school and I wanted to go into journalism and magazines. And I thought, well, I love New York. We always visited New York on family vacations. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, wow, it'd be really cool to go to NYU because my grandfather went there and my dad went there. And so I thought, but that's so far. I'm like such a mama's girl. I never really went to camp. I was really shy. I was super nerdy. I, you know, was book smart and I didn't play sports. And I thought that is so far. How am I going to do this if I go to NYU and like be all the way out there by myself? Although I had family, but it's still your... You're hundred <laughs> percent. And it's not just like, I'll drive home this weekend. No. You're yeah. like, I need to book a flight. I'm also a core, poor college student. Yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. So I, um, I, uh, decided to go. They kept sending me really great information in the mail. And I thought, if this is where I want to go with my career, this is where I have to be. Mm-hmm. So I got in and, um, we packed up and moved out. And, um, I remember when my parents dropped me off, I was like in super shock. I thought, oh my God, I better toughen up because I am far from home and I better like this. Like, I have to make this work. And you're like, it's been 30 seconds. I'm already changing my mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, I'll call my mom every day. You know, the whole thing started. But then I really liked it. I got out of my shell and out of the bubble, you know, that we kind of live in here in California. And I met so many people from all different areas, different cultures. And one thing I think it's neat about um, the East Coast or that school too, is that everyone is ethnic. And so like, we're Italian and 100% 
100% Italian and I always really liked that. Then I meet people who are like, I'm Greek, I'm Indian, I'm Jewish, you yes. know? And uh, it was neat that people really liked their nationality and like there's a lot of culture, really That's interesting people. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And like with all that diversity, you learn so much about right. different people. It was so diverse. Yeah, I actually have clients right now that are like, what's the most diverse area in, in San Diego? I'm like, um... Because it's not, yeah, it's I mean, not. there's it's really not, not a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. So when I do go to New York or Chicago or right. even Minneapolis, uh-huh. I appreciate that so much. It's yeah. Just, yeah. And NYU funny. is down in the village, in Greenwich Village, which okay. is super funky. So that added a whole different element of like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> I'm going like, to make the most of this. I love that you, are, you define yourself as this mama's girl. <laughs> However, you like took the biggest leap. You yeah, were just like, big leap. I'm going to go up to San Francisco. You're yeah. like, nope, I'm getting yeah. out of here, going into this like super challenge, like different challenging yes, environment. Yes, it was scary. It was, the unknown was scary. And I was like, well, I have to make this work. I can't fail. I can't go home. Mm-hmm. But I really liked it pretty quickly. You were pursuing journalism at the time? So I became a journalism major. Okay. And, um, you know, I loved, always loved writing, literature, history. And I was an art history minor, which was a great place to be an art history minor because we went to all the museums and yeah. you saw all the real pieces of work. And we went to cool galleries and, you know, so um, it was a perfect major for me. I thought I loved, I loved it. I love writing stories. And and the goal of that originally was like, I remember you telling me, you're like, I was really into fashion. I Mm -hmm. wanted to work for a magazine. Yeah, I always loved magazines. Mm -hmm. I always collected magazines and um, it's just something I was attracted to, all the photography and the fashion and the create. I was always very creative, all the creativity that went into that. So that's why I, uh, I thought, well, this is the right major to go into something with a magazine totally and I feel like did you kind of set the pace then for your sisters because I know like with mine like seeing them do things gave me the courage to want to do it. I'm the youngest in my family oh, uh-huh. and so you being the oldest did you kind of set that trajectory for them where they were like oh maybe I can go to NYU or did, did they take um, different it paths? was real we're all really different so okay. I'm five years older than my middle sister okay and um she just had different career paths than I did she was a religious studies major okay. she's very artistic also okay and so um yeah it was just different and they went to school in California okay cool. also awesome so you were kind of, that is really cool, actually. <laughs> when you, sorry, I keep, I'm like obsessed with this fact. So did you, when you went out to New York, did you know anybody besides your family? No. Like at the college? No. Okay. So you just like get hooked up with a roommate. Yeah, kind I had like, like most three roommates do. in a small room yep. and it was a pretense. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the dorms is where you meet people, like no one knows anyone. Right. So you're just kind of forced into right. creating relationships whether oh, you yeah. want to or not. Yeah. You're and like, I, we're going to be friends now. Yeah. yeah. And I had never had roommates before, you know. Um, I also joined a sorority just to nice. meet people. And that was really fun. What was it so, like? Well, it was actually a Jewish sorority. It's okay. Alpha Epsilon Phi. And okay. it was a small Greek system there, but it was like uh, Italian girls and Jewish girls okay. and it just seemed to fit me and uh, it was fun we did fun things and you know I immediately had friends which was good yep and kind of like a little family within mm-hmm. this college because there really isn't a campus at NYU it's just within Washington Square down in the village all the buildings are just within the streets oh. so there's not like a hangout area really there's a little park but okay. it's so I felt like I needed a little bit more totally and then like so in the summers, did you end up coming home to California or did you yeah. stay there? Okay. I did come home. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then you graduate college, um, you decide to stay in New York? Well, I 
was planning on staying in New York. Okay. So during college, I interned at Elle magazine. Okay. Being in the journalism um, department, I had a friend and she was telling me she got an internship there. And everyone got great internships because it was free work, you know, in all these great places in the city. Yep. So I said, oh my God, if I could get an internship at Elle, I would empty the trash. I don't even care. You know, yeah. I just want my foot in the door. Right. And she got me a position in the um, health and beauty department. Oh my gosh. We both worked there. And um, it was so much fun. I worked a couple days a week and for free and mm -hmm. uh and then when i graduated i was hoping you know that i could get a position mm -hmm. and the assistant editor was going to be leaving but i didn't know exactly when so i decided i'm going to stay in new york and i'm going to apply to a bunch of different magazines and just see if anything sticks mm -hmm. and the day before graduation ladies home journal contacted me and wanted me to come for an interview the day after graduation and i was like oh my god reality is here yeah <laughs> like this is scary yes <laughs> but um so I did it and I got the job and um, my parents went home. I had a meltdown in Central Park. I was like, oh my God, I'm really here. I'm out of school. Like, you know, just cried. I'm an adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. And I'm starting a real job tomorrow. And so um, I, uh, I went to the magazine and I started working and it was actually a fashion editor position, assistant fashion editor. And the culture of the industry in that magazine, I thought was just very negative. It was like doggy dog, totally like, um, competitive. A lot of like very negative energy. You're beaten down. It's kind of like uh, hazing in a sorority. Like you're the lowest on the totem pole, and you are gonna stay there until you earn your way up. And they like want you to know it. Oh, and you like know if you it come in day. confident, oh, yeah. and you're like happy. They're like no. Oh yeah. <laughs> they're like that. we need to squish that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I was totally. yelled at like every day, and yeah. I'm. Like, I never do anything wrong. Why am I constantly getting yelled at? This is totally. ridiculous. I was so unhappy. So I thought, you know what? I'm not, this is not working. And so I quit the job and I thought, well, I'm going to wait. I had news that my, the L magazine job was coming up okay. for it to be available. Okay. So I thought I'm in New York city. I'm going to work at my favorite department store for a little while until this hopefully all works out. So I applied to Bergdorf Goodman oh, nice. and I uh, worked in the dress department <laughs> and it was really fun. I mean, Did I you make any, I feel like no. I would spend oh, all no. of my I money. Made no money. Yeah. I made okay. no money anyway, because I paid nothing <laughs> and I had no experience. <laughs> And like the saleswomen were really aggressive and like you had to be a killer sales. That's like next level. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. I did it for a few months. And um, did you get a good discount? Yeah. Okay, and good. I did buy a few things, okay, but um, it was hard work. I mean, you're on your feet all day. And totally. It's demanding, but it was really cool. It was, and it's such a beautiful store. Like mm -hmm. it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Even still, I, we didn't go actually. We we're just in uh, New York recently for uh -huh. the holiday right before. Oh yeah. And I was too. thinking of going just cause it's so, Oh yeah. I mean, it's just such an experience, It is. You know? yeah. but it's also packed with people. So we oh. were like, eh, we'll just go this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so you are at Bergdorf Gridman and then this job for L. Yeah, so up. the job comes back. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I quit L. I mean, I quit Bergdorf's and took the job. Okay. And so now I was assistant beauty and health editor. And, you know, my worked for the main beauty and health editor. I was her assistant, personal assistant and assistant Oh, whoa, editor. you did both. Yeah, well, I didn't know that exactly, but. Did she kind of make that role for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was doing a lot of personal stuff. You're like, this isn't my job uh, description. Well, you know, yeah. it's, I think you it's just, just do part whatever. of the growing experience. So, totally. But it was, it turned out when I was an intern, it was really fun and everyone's really nice to me but when I was really had a position it was the same environment as ladies home journal was and um but I'm like I can't fail this is my goal this is my you know this is my path this is what I want to do I'm going to suck it up and try to make this work mm -hmm. and um 
it was negative every day. I'd come home and I was like so drained and just like, oh God, I have to go back tomorrow. What's tomorrow gonna bring? And I could never sleep. It was just anxious all the time. You know, yeah. it just wasn't fun. And then I looked around me and I'm like, gosh, the women above me, if I ever make it past assistant editor and get to, you know, the next level, she's miserable. And the highest lady's miserable. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but I stayed a little longer and we were, it was beauty and health. So we were writing about, you know, makeup and you know, nail polish and that kind of stuff. Like things that you're into. Yeah, yeah. but like, does that really make a difference if totally. you're writing about it? And then we were doing health stuff and interviewing about doctors about like breast cancer and other topics. And I really liked that. That was interesting to me. And so after, you know, complaining, calling home a million times, not being happy, my dad's like one random day, he's like, Tracy, why don't you think about being a dentist? You love all the health aspect of this. Mm. And I'm like, are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just went to NYU for this well, journalism thing. But not yeah. only that, like I was terrible at math. He used yeah. to help me with my math homework. I never took science. Like it was just not my thing. I thought that that would be impossible. Like that isn't, there was no way. Yeah. He's like, just think about it. So I uh, thought about it and I, I was more and more miserable. I thought, you know what? Okay. Who cares? Whatever. I'm going to try this. Don't tell anyone that I'm going to try this because <laughs> I had to take all the science classes to apply to dental school, which was chemistry, biology, physics, and organic chemistry, which were all like foreign to me. So um, she kind of had to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I'll chime in later. Oh, okay. I kind of have a similar story. Oh yeah. Yeah. It sounded like it. <laughs> and it's like, what mountain do I have to climb to yeah. do this? This is yeah. going to be impossible. Um, and so I, uh, I left L, I moved home to California and I lived at home and I thought, okay, I'll go to San Diego state and try to get this done. Well, the classes are totally impacted. Living at home was not working. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I, I thought this was going to take me forever and I just couldn't get into it. So I mm -hmm. thought, you know what, I'm going back to New York. I'm going to, you know, live with five girls that I know back there and uh, apply to a city college take these classes, bust my butt and get this done. Mm -hmm. And I needed A's because being a journalism major, you know, <laughs> and a beauty editor, you go to apply to dental school and they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? And like, that's exactly what happened. What's going on here? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I did, I moved back and I just studied my butt off. I had no life, just me, my highlighters and my books <laughs> and class. And I got A's, but it was hard. Mm -hmm. I'm not an A student ever. Yeah. No, that's no, that's hard. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I wasn't. I was a socialite, <laughs> shockingly. But it's funny because um, I have a really similar story because I was a journalism major uh -huh. too. And I feel like when you're like, you know, 18, 20, you're like, wow, that looks so fun. And like, yeah, that looks like a great job. Yeah. I bet I'm going to have a blast. It's so glamorous. And then like you get into it and you're kind of like, what's happening? Yeah, and I get then, paid by the word. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> So unfulfilling, kind of, right. you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, my whole thing, I was told, I'm like, people are running to the printer and I just don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I want to be stressed. If I'm going to be stressed, I want to be stressed about something that matters. <laughs> hey, exactly. And, um, and that's what I was thinking. So too. I just like thought to myself, I'm like, what kind of lifestyle do I want? Like, what, like, what's important to me? And like that kind of thing. And my stepmom is a nurse. And so I grew up oh. with a nurse my whole life. And I was like, oh, I would never want to do that. I would never want to do that. And then mm -hmm. I was like thinking about all the things I want. Like, uh -huh. oh, I want to be able to like have work-like balance. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to leave my work at right. home or at work yes. and all these things. And I, um, I was like, oh, what about nursing? You know? So mm -hmm. then I had to do the same thing. Go yeah. live back home. Yeah. Go take all these courses. Yeah. And I felt like such a loser. Yeah, I'm old. just like, oh my gosh. I'm and now looking back, I was 25. I'm like, yeah. I was not that I was old. Too. But I was just like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so old. I need to figure this out I right know. now. I know. I'm like, I'm going to be a grandma dentist. I'm going to be the oldest person in my class. 
It's funny because it's like, it's interesting. Uh, something that stuck with me that you said was like, I couldn't fail mm-hmm. when you're working at Elle. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm sure in hindsight, looking at it, it's like what courage it took. And for you too, Jamie, to, to say this isn't working for me. I'm going to find a new way, even if it means I don't have this sexy job anymore. Yeah. Even if it means I quote unquote wasted my prior mm-hmm. degree but it's like, it's just what's <clears throat> the failing would be just staying at that job yeah. unhappy. Oh, and yeah. she actually said the same thing to me that mm-hmm. you said to yourself was, do you want the, do you see the people who are above you? Do you want those jobs? And I was like, it's sad. I've never asked myself that question mm-hmm. and I don't. And yeah. so I was like, do you yeah. want their lifestyle? <laughs> right. You know? But you ca- get caught up in this, like, I can tell you, like you're an achiever, you know, and you want to do good, mm-hmm. whether you want that's something you desire or not. And I think when you're younger, you're just like, do good, do good, do good. Mm-hmm. And then you finally question, you're like, but I don't even care about this. And it's not making mm-hmm. me happy. Right. So like at the end of the day, like you have to go through that experience till you're 25, it feels like, because I was kind of the same age mm-hmm. when I switched. But um, yeah, I think that takes a lot of courage. And like just the belief that you are on the right path, even though you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Right, exactly. That's like I'll putting a ton of faith. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like super scary, it especially because you're like, scary. and now I'm gonna go back to New York. Like, I'm not gonna be with my family again. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I needed to focus, so I couldn't even be distracted. So it was good to totally. just nose to the grindstone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so then you um, graduate from dental school, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, dental... am I fast forwarding too much? Oh Feel free no, to... not really. Okay, I mean, okay. dental school was just challenging because I had also not had a science experience, you know, background, but yep. it was awesome, and. Um, UOP, I went to University of the Pacific, um, is just such a really great school. They're very, their whole philosophy is very humanistic and they believe in excellence and treating their students like they're excellent and they're doctors from the first day mm-hmm. and they instill that in you. So it really, I think it makes you the dentist that you are mm-hmm. really wanting to care for people. You're not just a clinician. You, you know, you treat people like family, you take care mm-hmm. of them, you check on them, you do your best. And uh, so that experience really was fun, although it was such a journey to get there and to do it because it was really hard, but um, um it was worth it and it you know I think it just made me the dentist I am now and still loving my profession because it is a stressful profession you know Mm -hmm. but I'm in it 22 years now and oh wow I love it so that's amazing Mm -hmm. because it's kind of a dynamic we'll kind of get into the your business side a little bit later but it's like you not only are doing the work but it's the relationship part too there's that like that dual is Mm -hmm. that's a lot it's a lot of energy it it takes to make that happen um in addition to just like running a business itself Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so um 22 years that's amazing um, okay, so then you came back, obviously, to La Jolla. Right, yeah. yeah. So I graduated, passed the boards, came back home, and I started working with my dad um, and uh, just kind of making a little room for myself in his practice. But he was still going pretty full force at that time. So after a couple of years, I, I had the opportunity to buy a practice in Claremont. Okay. And so I did that, and that was really good because I was always the daughter of a father-daughter. I was just going to say... a lot of pressure in La Jolla. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like I've heard that even even from other realtor teams where it's mm-hmm. just like they just feel like they can't make a name for themselves right. because they, like to your point, they're just the daughter. And it's right. like, no, I'm actually and I like... Knew. Yeah, totally. So it's like, who's this person? Yeah, and then like, do they trust you? And mm-hmm. so it was good. I did that, and I did that for... Um, <clears throat> I had that practice for like five years. Okay. And then... Um, we had a little challenging point in our um, life. My dad got sick. He's totally better now, but okay. 
there was a time where I had to cover his practice and work my practice. Okay. So I was working both. It was one of the most challenging times for our family because um, he was always, you know, in great health, working hard, you know, nothing stopped him, but this stopped him for a little bit. And so I had no choice and I, um, I wanted to always work with him again, but I didn't want to lose our practice. So mm -hmm. I, I worked both and then I wound up selling my practice in Claremont to another dentist and okay. came to La Jolla and transit transitioned us both back to work pretty much. And so that was a really bonding experience for my dad and I. And so now he, he'd made a full recovery and he's still working, but for that time, you know, you can't just not be there. <laughs> so, well, not to mention like, so you have the weight on your shoulders of keeping the business running, mm -hmm. but it's like your dad is sick. Yeah, it was very So stressful. it's like, yeah. how do you, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's almost like you just probably went through the motions. Oh yeah, I was like a, a robot, but um, it was great because he did get better and then he had the practice to come back to. And then I was there and it was really fun because that was what we always wanted to work together. And mm -hmm. so we worked together since then, really. That was 2010 and uh, so it's been, you know, we always were really close. We always had a great working relationship. We never really had a conflict and we just are very similar. So it's really fun to work together. That's amazing. Like mm -hmm. most families, it's just not the case. <laughs> Even our, work with your family. our family. So my dad and my grandpa ran um, the campground that our family owns mm -hmm. in Wisconsin together and they would just have a lot of conflict. Yeah, it's you know, hard. it's just challenging because mm -hmm. you want to come from a space of I care about you, but then at the end of the day, it's like it is a business, right. and certain things yeah. have to be done a certain yeah. way. Right. So um, that's awesome that you guys get along so well. Yeah, we always did. It yeah. just came natural to us. So. Yeah, and if you're similar, I feel like that mm -hmm. helps a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so then you, does he still run the practice? Today? Um, he, we work together still. He does work every day. Mm -hmm. He just does less. He does a lot of the administrative. He really wanted me to, you know, take over. So he's just stepped down a little bit, but he still sees patients, just not quite as many. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do the majority of everything. Okay. So. And you were kind of telling me, so like, or at the beginning of this, when you were sharing how you decided to kind of move or like your dad's work ethic has inspired you. Mm -hmm. What else would you say? And maybe it's just like who you are naturally, mm -hmm. but like, what else would you say has given you the assurance, if you will, to take the risks of like completely shifting the trajectory for your life when you were at a very young age? Um, Do you feel like it's just who you are? I think I'm just a very uh, type A <laughs> person. Yeah. I always have been. Yeah. Like I didn't when I maybe What's your, did you know what your sign is? A Leo. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But I'm not really a Leo personality. Like, I never had a strong, like, outgoing. You're, you seem more Virgo. Yeah, That's I how know. I am. We're yeah. like crazy type A. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, everything. Like definitely type A. <laughs> she brought her, like, uh, notes and it's, like, super organized. I was like, oh, yep, yeah, I would do that too. Yeah, I have to write everything yeah. down. Yeah. Same. I'm the same way. Lists everywhere. Yeah. You know? So it's just kind of like innately, like, how you've yeah, operated. Yeah, just how I kind of was. I mean, in grade school, I was really shy and mm -hmm. I went to uh, grade school in La Jolla. And it, there's a lot of like social pressures even back then. So I, instead of like excelling socially and at sports and things, I studied a lot and like, I like to get A's. And so that was where I think I maybe got part of that. Like, I just like to be um, efficient in what I could be best at. And also like, I think perhaps maybe at a young age, seeing your dad take the risk of leaving behind mm -hmm. his family, kind of the comfort mm -hmm. zone. Yeah. You kind of did the same thing. You're right. Yeah. In a different uh -huh. way, which is yeah. pretty cool. He always uh, had a lot of um, like high expectations too. You know, he pushed me, mm -hmm. which was good because I like to be pushed, but I feel like uh, he made me a hard worker too. 
So beyond like the work, because clearly you have a very successful business here in La Jolla, like what do you do for fun here? Um, well, I'm a big runner, so okay. I really enjoyed that. I just did the Boston Marathon in April. <gasps> did you so, really? Yeah, so that oh was really gosh. amazing. It was such an amazing experience. My whole family went oh, and my boyfriend came and he awesome. was like at the halfway point and uh, it was just like the best day. Yeah. So as a runner, that's like your ultimate dream. And I uh, trained and I just, I got in and it was like kind of a miracle. Cause have I didn't you know done marathons before? Yeah, I've done okay. marathons before, okay. but you have to qualify to get into Boston. Okay. So I, I run a lot. I exercise a lot. I really like to do that. Yeah. Hang out with my boyfriend, um, hang out with my family a lot. I'm real close to them. So nice. And they're all still here in the area. Um, yeah. And then my sister's, um, my sister has kids. She lives in the area and my okay. other sister lives in Virginia, but okay. um, then I have some aunts and uncles who live here too. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. So for the holiday, did you have to go back to the East coast or? Well, actually my boyfriend and I went for Christmas. Oh, sweet. so yeah. And nice. so it was kind of cool because, um, I kind of, revisited my whole journey from taking him down to NYU and oh. talking to L and you know it's like god this is where this all started and now here we are you know well, I'm here with you you're so awesome like yeah. after so long and accomplishing all this stuff so that's cool it's like a you did like a reflection uh -huh. anyway. yeah it really was it's so funny so. To, I feel like you forget mm -hmm. like when we're especially like I'm sure even talking about this like the feelings of drumming up of like how stressful and challenging that time was for you mm -hmm. when you were going through dental yeah. school yeah. Um, cause you just do it and then your mind kind of blacks it out so that you can continue taking challenges oh, yeah. on. Yeah. True. I was reading my journal from this time last year and it was like, I just feel so different about everything that I was mm -hmm. writing down. And I'm like, oh, I know I've grown. Mm -hmm. But then I'm looking at it. I was like, oh no, I've grown a lot. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost nice to like document those things mm -hmm. down. Are you revisiting mm -hmm. and kind of yeah. going back into that version of you? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, I'm on the alumni board for my dental school. Mm -hmm. So I go, I've gone back and like, you know, worked with new students and stuff. And just going back to that whole experience is like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. Yeah. <laughs> 22 years ago. So do you do any speaking engagements there then to like the students? Um, or? Not speaking, really. Okay. We do like just put on events and okay. our like support and raise money and things like that. So what would you say to someone like the version of you before you decided to go to dental school who's like unhappy in their career or in their life or whatever it is? Like, do you have any advice for them? I would say you have to find what makes you happy and you have to pursue that. And if you want something bad enough, you can, if you put your mind to it, you can really do it, but you have to just give it your all mm -hmm. because life's too short to be unhappy, especially in what you do <laughs> every day. Totally. And you have to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So, and I think like, um, it's, we were just talking about an event that happened 10 years ago. We had this like Kentucky Derby party and it's shocking that that was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So the whole concept of like life being short, and we always say so it, fast. but then when you yeah. actually think about it, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, we're like kind of like a third of the way there, hopefully. Right. <laughs> hopefully a third of the way. I know. But, and like, I, it's funny enough how you say it, just like find what makes you happy is I had like a morning where I kind of took the morning off yesterday. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I have that, I just feel this sense of guilt. Oh yeah. And I'm like, what should I be doing? Oh yeah. Like, tell me what I should be doing. Oh, I have no idea what to do. But I it's know. like, <laughs> but you know what you should be doing. Yeah. And when you look outside yourself and say, okay, like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Like, just slow it down. I know. Tap Take in. A breath listen to what it yeah. is because like you know what's best for you like no one can tell me what I should be doing with my life right but it's we just want certainty and people to agree with us and to give us like that just so we don't have to figure it out for ourselves but ultimately like that's why we're here yeah right <laughs> so I feel like that was a good message that I got yesterday <laughs>
And I think too, with like all the changes we go through in life, um, you know, you might look at something like your journalism degree and all that and be like, oh, I mean, I, I wouldn't look at this personally and I'm sure you don't, but people be like, oh, don't you wish you wouldn't have done that? Don't you wish you would have just gone to dental school? It's like, no, because then right. I would have been like, oh, what would that have been like? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm so glad yeah. like all of these different changes mm-hmm. I've made along the way. It's like, it just makes you be the person who you are today. Yeah. And without those, you wouldn't have those experiences. Right. It makes you more diverse. And mm-hmm. so for me with um my background in, you know, beauty and health, I about five years ago decided to um, pursue some cosmetic dentistry classes and get more into that. So it kind of brought my, um, the beauty and health part and what I like with aesthetics and things into dentistry. And that's been really fun. So that oh, was yeah. like, especially the, in this area. Oh yeah. Huge. Yeah. In California. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it thrives here. So. I love that. I, Cause I do feel like even looking at all of our paths, it's like there, no time is wasted. Even if you like, to your point, contrast helps you be fully assured and that you've, you're on the right path, like mm-hmm. whether you like something or not. But I also think it's like, if you didn't have, like you said, your past experience, it's kind of funny how it all kind of ties into each other. Right. And like mm-hmm. a g- really good girlfriend of mine is a fitness coach now. And prior to that, she studied dietetics. She didn't really know why. Mm-hmm. Then she became a nurse. And so she kind of understand how to work with patients and how to figure mm-hmm. things out. And mm-hmm. it's like this whole intertwined web that like if she could say like, oh, what, I wish I would have just found this sooner, but it's like, you wouldn't have the toolkit that equips you to be as successful as you are right. without those past experiences. Right. So. It's all about the journey too. You know, yeah. the journey makes you who you are today. Mm-hmm. So you never know exactly. where your journey is going to go. That exactly. is for but. dang sure. <laughs> I want to talk about your business. Oh, okay. First of all, so you guys have been in business now for 45 years? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my wow. gosh. That's yeah. awesome. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Especially yeah. in the Ville, like that's it's like, hard. what are you, yeah. the oldest one? Um, I, my dad is one of the oldest doctors, yes. That's mm-hmm. insane. Okay. Right. So <laughs> The longest standing practice. Right, longest right? standing. We yeah. were on Ivanhoe, now we've moved over to Prospect Street. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And like, tell us about the practice if, or anything that you want to share about it. Um, it's a family practice. Okay. So I do um, general and cosmetic dentistry. Okay. And it just has a, I always wanted my office to not feel like a dental office. I always wanted it to feel more like a hair salon or something where people really like to go. So, and create a really family environment. And um, so it's very positive energy. We don't rush. It's one patient at a time. We Mm. know everyone. We have personal conversations with people, remember things about them. And, um, you know, I know no one really enjoys going to the dentist, but we try to make it as as fun as possible. We have a great staff. We have great team. And uh, we try to laugh a lot and just really, you know, help people who are anxious through hard things. Mm -hmm. And, um, the cosmetic dentistry side is really fun because that's so positive and you do a smile makeover on someone and change oh, their life. And that's like totally. been my favorite part of practicing lately because mm-hmm. um, that is so rewarding. And it's really neat. You see a patient, you know, broken down, anxious, wanting to do something and get them to do it or they want to do it, invest in themselves. And then they come back after we've done it and they're totally different. Maybe oh. not in every way, but you see their glow and you see the difference. They, they smile differently. Mm-hmm. They dress differently. They show you pictures of themselves. And it's just so neat to give someone that gift. Mm-hmm. So That's amazing. That's How many um, people or like staff do you guys have working at your uh, We have six. So okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not really big. No, we don't have great. multiple operatories running. So, and then do you are you guys taking new patients? Yes, okay. absolutely taking new patients. We do Invisalign, um, 
And yeah. I noticed you guys have a pretty comprehensive website. I was actually very oh, impressed. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we have a really pretty ocean view too. Yeah. So it's okay. Sweet. Relaxing for the patients. That's great. Mm-hmm. So if people wanted to find you guys, what would be the best route? Would you say? Um, LaHoyaDentist.com. Okay. Or um, we're just local here in. You can just find you. Yeah, I mean, just Tracy, hard. Taddy, John, Taddy. <laughs> You're like, just Google us. Yeah, but LaHoyaDentist.com is our website. Okay, sweet. Contact, so. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So now getting back into what I was saying before. <laughs> um, so at the end, we always like to kind of sign off with um, the question is, what do you know for sure? Well, I know for sure that life is unpredictable and you never know where your journey is going to take you. Mm-hmm. So if you just trust your path and work hard, um, you probably can get there if you just trust it. I love that. And like I say this often, even though I sometimes don't believe it myself, is you're always exactly where you should be. Right. Because I think like when we do take the, maybe the long route mm-hmm. to something, you're mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but that's really good. Jane, what do you, oh, gosh, what do you know I for sure? I think of one today. That's okay. <laughs> um, I think right now what I'm knowing for sure these days is that patience is so important in life. Mm-hmm. And so whatever you're working for or waiting for, whether it's, um, you know, a marriage, a child, a career, um, money, a vacation, or whatever it may be, um, being patient is so important because, like you said, like everything is working out um, for your highest good. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And when you push for something and you, you know, are fighting that resistance, I feel like it really just creates angst inside of you. And then it pushes it away. So Mm -hmm. just kind of relaxing and thinking to yourself, like everything's, you know, the way it's supposed to be. And that doesn't mean you can't have goals and desires Mm -hmm. and things, but Mm -hmm. you know, that, that angst that comes sometimes with like, Oh, as soon as this happens, then everything will be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Or I think to that, but that's really good, Jane. Um, I love that you just had that off the cuff. <laughs> so annoying. Um, she's just like, words of wisdom. Um, I'm going to call you like John D, like Jamie Gandhi. I don't know. Um, but like, I think of the things that I wanted and I'm so blessed and grateful that they didn't happen at the time that they did. What, mm-hmm. One in particular that's always with me right now is having kids. Like I wanted to have a kid when I was 27 and thank God mm-hmm. that kid would have been destroyed. Like <laughs> it just, that is a blessing that that didn't happen. So it's like everything's happening in perfect timing. Right. Um, I would say mine and something that I'm really taking into 2020 with me and I kind of said a little bit before is that just like, you know, and to trust yourself and you know what's best for you and don't question or look outside of yourself for the answers. You can always gather information from outside sources, but take what you need and leave the rest. And don't just assume that someone else knows what's best for you because you're the only you and you are the only person that has the thoughts that you have and the perspective that you have. And so just trusting and following what works best for you, I think is just gonna lead to a really successful Mm -hmm. life. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Deep thoughts. A deep thoughts. There we go. Well, thanks so much, Tracy. Yeah, we appreciate you. This has been awesome. Yeah. I love me. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review of this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of the La Jolla Local Podcast. And thank you for listening.